It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio.
I, I done done it again, y'all. Okay, can you hear me now? I can't hear you, beloved. Keona, your mic is open. Eric code 323. 323, are you with me? 323. Okay, y'all, I'm having a problem with my my blog talk radio platform. I can't hear, and apparently they can't hear me either. Um, so I'm going to keep it rolling. <laughs> I'm going to check in now on my YouTube live chat, uh, and no one is in my YouTube live chat. Where is everybody? Okay, I can see you on my device. Yeah, Block Talk Radio is not, um, it's unmuted. It's just not working. It's just not kicking in for me today. And as you know, I can't, like, reboot Block Talk Radio without, without destroying episodes. Um, and it's unfortunate because um, your mic is just wide open. I just can't hear you, and and you can't hear me. So um, I'm going to keep. I'm it here. Going. Can you hear me? Just, yeah, I can hear you now. Okay, I can okay, hear well, you. You had me thinking my block talk radio wasn't, but I did have my. It was complete. But well, that's what yeah, it was. Because at first my, I heard the intro, and then after I unmuted. Um, I, I couldn't get my phone call to respond. Uh, I had another person who had their hand raised that was uh, in the phone with me, and um, I'm not seeing you or, or, or hearing you now either. Um, so call back in at 345-277-9143. Um, often I set a platform, Kiana knows that, to try to build a foundation for a context on which we have discussion in the show. And sometimes um, I'm, I'm trying to find my words of, of diplomacy right now. Sometimes it's a little challenging when people clearly jump into the show. Often they're, uh, uh, they say they're a first-time uh, listener. Um, they might be a first-time caller. Uh, but if you, on your first time calling in, immediately cut to the juggler. What I mean by that is immediately cut to the free reading. You had some idea of who I was, what the show was about, some context about what the show was about before you called. I also take note, and I probably shouldn't be saying all of this right now, but I'm going to be organic with y'all. I'm going to be butt naked with y'all. I also take note of people who call in with a reading, they question, they comment, and then hang up and don't entertain what the other callers might have to say or, or be a part of, of that conversation and bringing their wisdom. Now, I know there's an occasion where people speak their voice and then they go back and listen uh, either on the desktop during a live or, or maybe in archives. But I do take note, um, and it's something I took note of even in the previous Lost Talk Radio years before I came into uh, – uh, YouTube Live, it was something that we noticed that there's a disruptive energy sometimes that'll come through. Sometimes it's in the technology. Sometimes, you know, before I can get my greeting out, um, that 
supposed new caller or first-time caller, you know, once they're reading. And they're gone before I even get my, my opening through. Um, and I noticed that even in my page sites, my 800 numbers and, and 900 numbers and, and in that location, people who will not acknowledge spirit, who will not create sacred space, when you're going into a reading, when you're going into a consultation, you're just as responsible as creating sacred space as the person providing the reading. So there should be a greeting. There should be some peace and love. There should be some hello, you know, something at the beginning. And, and, and this isn't about sharing your stuff. Many of you know I, I will stop you right in the middle of the road. Don't tell me your details. I don't want to hear your story. Not in that environment because I, I, I'm getting ready to read you. And so I need to be able to hear from spirit or, or organically without your details. But I need your energy. I need you to speak. I need you to put your vibration on the table, and particularly in the case of a, a remote reading um, where, where you're at a, a, a distance from me. We're doing virtual readings right now. Uh, people can't come into the house right now, and I'm not traveling right now. Um, some of you are aware of the site that I'm on, FASH, um, and FASH allows me to travel. And so people put in their, their email requests in various cities, states, locations, uh, and then we had the opportunity uh, to travel, too. So that's not happening right now. Greetings, beloved. Stephanie Sewell, greetings. And greetings to everyone. I just haven't had an opportunity to refresh my page yet so that I can see the live chat actively without using the mobile. If I use the mobile, then my hand is all in your face. Um, it's all in the camera, and I, I definitely don't want to do that. Also, um, we're clicking in on, on 86.2, 86.2. So 86 didn't work. Um, I, that was from the desktop. So I'm now broadcasting from 86.2. So please invite your your friends and your family and, and listeners and haters to come on in. We're at a different location now. We're at 86.2. And today we're going to talk about lightning, thunder, and and wind, torrential rain, weather that comes through and and in the illusion of things upsets the balance. In the illusion of things, it, it creates a, a temporal moment of chaos. It, it, it creates a, a moment of unbalance where we have to sort of regather things and bring them, bring them back together again. Uh, that is the voodoo perception of challenge. That is the house of divine friends, perception of challenge. Once you give it any life beyond being a tool for your ability to create and recreate reality, that's when it becomes a problem. So I moved into immediately into um, creation mode when I meet the challenge. How do I fix it? How do I repair it? How do I change it? And, and it originates in my own training, in my own background, um, in my own initiation, uh, both in life and that literally with the elders moving into the, the organized system. Uh, being a young person on the street, a kid on the street, uh, some of you have heard me tell my story many times before. You know, it happens to, to live and look out for yourself, dangers, as well as the blessings 
being able to access uh, the resources when you need them and, and where you can, can locate them, um, your greater abilities, your greater skills, your uh, higher octaves have to open up in that regard. Um, and, and I think anyone who's from the streets, who's been on the streets, uh, who's lived a hard life, um, however we view that, I'm not speaking specifically individually about anyone's story, no more than I am referencing those who share in common with me um, coming from, from the streets of hard knocks. And so there is an intuitive ability that kicks in. Your spiritual skills have to kick in. Your, your second sight and your second vision has to kick in um, just for your, your survival. Now, you don't always have that language. You don't always have that knowledge in the moment. You may not even have that awareness in the moment that you are accessing higher octaves within your, your karma system, within your, your psyche for your survival. Much like we attributed animal nature to animals and insects and, and nature, but we don't consider the higher octaves in which animals and nature operate on. Uh, it, it, it's sensitivity to sound, to smell, to sight, uh, to movement in nature. It's sensitivity to anything that might be a problem, cause harm, um, feel, feel, feel or kill or harm the baby, you know. And so there's a heightened level of um, sense that we operate in, in our animal nature, in our insect nature, in, in those lower octaves. Um, that are crucial to our very survival. But, but we as humanity are also God. We are also the manifestation of, of the God and the goddess themselves. So we have an obligation. We have a contractual obligation that we committed to uh, prior to coming into this, this world, prior to coming into this reality that we must live up to. Sometimes we get lost. Sometimes we can't see. Uh, sometimes we can't find our way. Uh, but it's really why we're here. Um, and for those of you who just can't see it right now, can't feel it right now, uh, can't tap it right now, use your imagination if you have to. But I am prayerfully educating you right now that you've got a purpose. You absolutely have a purpose. You absolutely have a meaning. You, you absolutely have a job to do. You absolutely have, you absolutely have something to, to give. Uh, you just got to use your creative imagination. With your second nature, second skin to your third eye, to your spirit nature, to tap authentically, organically who you are. And sometimes it requires wind and rain and, and lightning and thunder you know, to come through and, and, and shake us up and shake our sensibilities up. Uh, and, and remember that things move in the dark. Things move in, in, at night. Things move in the ground that we aren't always seeing, aren't always conscious of. But Mother Earth will make you aware. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. will make you aware. And one of my godmothers, uh, beloved voodoo priestess Ava Cage Jones, uh, she loves to say it. 
and, and I'm going to say it right, right now for, you know, if you have a problem with me, who I am, what my demonstration is, what my behavior has been, what my moral and, and integrity standing is, is, what my hidden motivations might be, you need to take that up with Oya. You need to take that up with your Oya. Don't don't get in your feelings. Don't get emotional about it. You you need to take it up with Oya. You need to take it up with Oya. So I <laughs> yes, Kiana. Yes, Kiana. So um, I love this day in the in the ritual calendar of things. Um, it's one of my favorite days in the ritual calendar of things. And to be before the throne in the midst of this season, in the midst of this weather, um, to only focus on empowerment, to only focus on that which you have been gifted stewardship over. Maintain autonomy over that which you have been given stewardship over. Uh, Let me say that in plain English. Mind your business. Mind your business. I'm not being shady. I'm giving a directive. Mind your business. We all mind our business, our cleanliness, our order, our integrity, the platform on which we're coming from, the motivation behind what which we're coming from. Then we aren't quite as frightful in the presence of Oya. We aren't quite uh, uh, limited in our ability to humble ourselves, you know, before Shango. But if ego is in there, then Eshu is in there. If ego is out of balance, then absolutely Papaleka. And so that's where the trick comes in, the divine trick. And, and we, we see that as an illusion of stuff that comes from outside. And sometimes it's the weather. Sometimes it is other people, places, and things. But, but often, more often, we got to check ourselves first. We got to look at ourselves first. We got to look at our demonstration first. I reference um, a passage from from one of those magical books on yesterday, um, and not just one passage, but, but a whole series of passages um, in, in Proverbs that often begin and end with "Check me first, check me first before you go after my enemies, before you destroy them that would seek to do me harm." innocently that would seek to do me harm for no reason at all but be sure to check me first sometimes we don't see ourselves clearly we don't it, it, it's like it's psychology one-on-one we, we don't often see ourselves clearly in a literal sense what we really look like um, today there's this new word body dysmorphia um, but, but that word you know we didn't have that word 20 years ago 30 years ago. It wasn't in common usage. Uh, so it was just self-esteem. It was just how we view ourselves. It, it was just uh, our ability to see ourselves and, and with clarity and that not necessarily matching up with the truth of your divinity, with the truth of your beauty, with the truth of your craftiness, with the truth of your, your ability to create something out of nothing. And those are the powers, the energies, the personality strengths that so connect with who and what Shango is, and particularly when Shango and, and Oya show up together. 
um, we, we like to see them as a, as a marriage, as a, as a partnership. Um, understanding that, that OER has had other, other suitors um, and Shango has a, had other wives when we look at the, the legend story, the, the Pataki, the history uh, behind these deified these energies. Shango uh, is one of the Orishas that had a human incarnation. And so we say that he was the, the uh, third king of, of Oyo. Uh, his correct title escapes me right now. It's, it's not a robber. Ayaba. Uh, 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 no, it's not Ayaba. I, I don't have it in front of me right now, but he was the third king of Oyo, uh, who was said to, in many ways, die. Uh, and there are many versions to how he supposedly died, how he supposedly uh, became a martyr, how he supposedly then went on to become an ancestor and then become elevated to a king. But when I'm sharing that story, telling that story, um, instructing about that power, I also like to use language that's common, that's easy to understand, that's easy to take in, particularly in this platform where there's so many who are listening, who are sharing with us, who are partaking with us, um, and in some cases taking notes. Um, I like to think about ego. I like to think about that part of our ego that makes us puffed up and haughty and aggressive and, and greedy. Many of the negative traits that we associate with being king, being queen, rulership, um, in our desire for more self-love, you know, we crown ourselves king and queen culturally. And, and we say, you know, as a course of greeting, you know, peace king, you know, peace beloved queen, you know, and, and we see that being utilized in social media. But how often are we truly thinking about what it is to be a queen or a king? And not just about acquisition and, and possession of and and, and, and the acquisition of, of other people's stuff in that which does not uh, personally belong to you. Um, Keone, your mic is open, beloved. And um, who do occultism? Is that you, Eric? Your mic is open as well. Greetings, beloved. Alafia. Hold on. Hold on. Let me yep. open a mute and come back home. Greetings, greetings. And, um, I'm just uh, chiming in, listening. Okay, and just when you're ready, just just jump back in there. I knew I had. Opened I'm just waiting on you to go ahead and I'm waiting on you to go ahead and get settled in because I know it's going to be good. Yeah. Um. So today, in, in the midst of this season, in the midst of this weather, um, the power associated with with both sudden change and transformation but also our seventh chakra, our, our sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, and tenth chakra is more important today than any day um, we can consider on the ritual calendar. We know we greet and acknowledge our ancestors every day. We greet and acknowledge our ancestors when we write in all occasions, but we also acknowledge or we so acknowledge our head. And what's happening right now is not by design. <laughs> this is just accidental. Uh, this, this just happened that the camera would be where it is right now, that the mirror would be positioned where it is right now, 
uh, and that I have sort of that look above my head right now. As we talk about this topic, Ori is very understudied, very undershared, very underexplored. And all of the Orisha, all of the deities stand up at the Ori level. Because without Ori, without your head deity, without your God, without your God consciousness, other Orisha, no other deity, Aloha can do anything for you. There's a, a universal law. They can't penetrate your divine will. God, the goddess has gifted us divine will. And so even God itself can't violate our ability to choose, our ability to make a decision, our ability to make a choice. And that's why we say, my mom taught me to say, God speaks in a soft, still voice. It will not argue with you. It will not debate with you the way we can do in these spaces. It will not shout over you. You know, when you're not hearing, you know, it will not seek to overtalk you. It, it might pull back just a little bit and patiently wait for you to be still, for you to listen, for you to hear. And so that's why I say cornrows and braided hair, which represents authority represent position, could speak uh, a language literally to, to the people, to the community about um, the, the authority of the, of the kingdom, the authority of the nation, the authority of the king and the, and the queen themselves. Uh, we also see the application of coral. Uh, red coral belongs to Shango. So we find very pretty, colorful photographs um, online of uh, uh, Shango priests and priestess, Shango adherents uh, with braided cornrow hair uh, with the coral uh, in them. Uh, coral, if, if you don't know, and I'm not wearing mine right now, um, comes from the ocean, comes from the sea, um, and it's a product of a, of a certain animal life that creates this hard um, calcified shell structure. And so these great coral reefs um, are created because of this this aquatic animal and, and this aquatic material. Alafia, beloved, Alafia Tasha, uh, this aquatic material that um, is produced. And so that has been uh, harvested from the sea and, and broken into pieces and, 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 and made into jewelry, crowns, uh, implements for uh, the deity Shango and Shango-like deities in, in the West African ethnic groups. Um, Keon, I believe that you're on the phone. Um, I got everything backed up, radio. And your mic, of course, is still open, so all you have to do is jump in at your leisure. Anyone who wishes to call in now, you can at area code 845-277-9143, area code 845-277-9143. With your questions, comments, or requests, of course, I am also checking my uh, my uh, live chat room. So if you have your questions, comments, or requests ready there in the chat, please just type them in all capital letters. That will make it a little bit easier for myself and Keona to see them. Uh, if the system is not allowing you to type in all capitals for whatever reason, make sure you're using correct punctuation. 
quotation marks uh, and question marks. Um, oh, incorrect punctuation if, if it's a, a comment, uh, but you, you wish me to see it um, and respond to it. Of course, I, I respond to all greetings and salutations individually and collectively. I'm still getting my system up, so I'm signing in now. Uh, so give me a second so I can respond to you uh, individually. Uh, in the YouTube live, and Kiona, just say yes or something so that I know that my Block Talk Radio is not open. So You're up and something. going. I'm here. Okay, that's good. So I'm back now with my live chat. Um, it just needs to load. So I appreciate you. I appreciate the power of our ancestors. I appreciate the power of Oya, sudden change and transformation. And I appreciate the power of Shango, um, our ability to, to operate and act in exacting justice, beginning with me, beginning with you, beginning with self. And beginning with our own head and how we identify ourselves from our head. Now we have the time, many of our employees who are not necessarily working in, in the hospitals and the labs uh, and, and, and the EMS. Uh, my head is off to you sincerely. Um, and we pray divine peace and, bless, and blessings and divine protection, health and wellness upon you and your family for those who are absolutely doing that work. I have family members right now who are who are doing that work. I spoke in particular with one of my nieces on yesterday, uh, one of my first cousin's uh, daughters in the Chicago area, uh, who's working at a lab. And, and I don't mean a lab in a hospital. I, I mean, you know, the lab where you pee in the cup. The lab where they do drug testing. The lab where uh, employers send you to uh, get your lab work done. Um, and, and she sent me a picture, you know, in her PPE, you know, with her face mask on and on and her body garments on. Um, but other than that, it's business as usual in Chicago. And, and so I need to use my platform to tell you all, you need to get a clue. Get a clue. Your governor hasn't kicked in. Your state has not kicked in. And that's the case in Mississippi and many other locations around the country. You all still think that this is a rumor. You all still think that this is, you know, uh, uh, conspiracy theory, run amok. Some of you think that this is a small problem, not a big problem. Uh, people are still saying the flu is a bigger deal. The flu is not a bigger deal. The flu is not killing people in a matter of days, uh, 12 hours, 24 hours. Uh, the flu is not shutting down, you know, our, our medical facilities to the degree that this is, and, and for those of you who don't watch the news, who swear by not watching the news, tell you what news. I'm not here to, to pick a brand or a channel or a network uh, or a publication, but, but you need to pay attention to the news right now. And not just your news, not just in your town, not just in your state or your city. Uh, some of, sometimes you have reason to not, you know, to be skeptical of what might be coming into your local uh principalities, um, particularly those who are who are operating uh, in the protection of uh, the the main voice from the White House that's um, speaking right now. 
So I look at the news in Nigeria. I'm, I'm in the news in Ghana. I'm in the news in Senegal. I'm in the news in Paris. I'm in the news in London. Um, I'm in the news in Brazil. And, and so there you get a better picture, a greater understanding of what we're dealing with. And, and Shango and, and Oya are doing their thing. You're looking for a literal storm. You're looking for a literal tornado. You're not getting this. This is the invisible enemy. This is the enemy we can't see. And 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 there's warlike language in Oya and Shango. There's warlike language in, in the battle that we're now in as it relates to this virus. So we, as spiritual people, those who claim to be spiritual and those who are operating authentically or organically in being spiritual, this is the time not to be flat. This is the time to have your, your war gear on. This is the time to be girded, front and back, head to toe, and everything that you say you know, and everything that you say you believe, and everything that you say you understand, uh, because now it's going to be tested. My regular listeners, I love you. I appreciate you. You've heard this before. You understand what I'm saying. I, I've been treating this since 12 years ago, 10 years ago, since nine years ago. Just without the absence of this kind of evidence, this kind of condition sort of push us, push us to do what spirit has been calling us to do uh, for some time now. There has been a spiritual call. When I first started doing broadcast, that was my opening. There is a spiritual call, a, a spiritual revival back to, to Buddhism, back to what's indigenous, back to what's organic to who we are individually under the sound of my voice. Know that the truth lies in your Jacob's Ladder. The truth lies in your DNA chain. The truth lies in better understanding who you are and why you are here in this presence. So our ancestors are a tool to that, a greater tool than anything that, that we have in the real waking physical world to, to represent and access um, our identity. Uh, it's not always easy in today's life, and, and there's too many influences for which we could copy, we could mimic, you know, we, we could follow behind, and they're not always positive just because they're popular, just because they're favored, just because they're in the, in the pop culture, just because they're in the media, just because they seem to be making money off of operating, you know, and making their, their present position uh, look glamorous, look romantic. But then we see growth. I see growth in Cardi B. I do. I see growth in Cardi B. I see someone who came out with what she had, with what she had to work with, you know, to the best of her ability, and she brought it. Um, and, and, and now, you know, as many entertainers do, as many successful people do, as many athletes do, you know, they seek to improve themselves. Now, sometimes they fall off, you know, stuff happens, you know, and, 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 they, and their humanness is, is amplified to a greater degree because they are in the light of the media, because they are in the, in the public eye every day. Um, I'm careful about my demonstration. At home, in the streets, you know, when I think nobody's looking, <laughs> you know, um, and that's what integrity is. It's really about what you do, what you say, how, how you act, even when you think no one is looking. 
even when you think that no one can see you, and, and that's that part of Shango that sometimes overlooks, that, that double head acts that rest on Shango's head. And those cornrows speak to hidden mysteries, hidden secrets, hidden treasures. They also speak to an algorithm. Some of you out there can braid hair, and, and you know what I'm talking about. This algorithm that kicks in. And you don't have to look. You don't have to pay attention. You can hold conversations. You can do other things while that mask is at work. I've also heard stories about our enslaved ancestors hiding provisions in their cornrows. Did you know that? We had to stick steal food for survival. You harvesting grain, legumes, beans. And things, and you're being abused. You're being oppressed. You don't see still food in that in that condition. And so one of the ways that that food was hidden away was in your hair. Uh, they weighed the food. They weighed the produce. They weighed the cotton. They didn't weigh the slaves, you know. And if you were creative in your uh, uh, in your gestures, you tuck away while you're bending. And and grabbing and pulling and, and, and harvesting provisions and hiding away in your hair. And so this also uh, is a part of the mystery of Shango, the secrets of Shango uh, that are associated with, with those who carry them. Uh, one of my favorite people, uh, Marcus Akamana, here in New Orleans, um, is actually on um, Patreon. It's on Patreon. Um, is an initiate uh, of, of uh, Shango. It's a, it's a priest uh, of Shango, Kabiosile. And why I say his name here out loud uh, within the tradition, you don't say some of these issues, real names, sacred names. You don't know them by their past. The other names in which we call them in order to not exact uh, the double act uh, upon yourself, um, only those who are walking purely, rightfully, can stand up and, and call these deities by their name. We also know Oya by other names, Oya Ajeri, the carrier of the container of fire, um, Ayaba Nikua, queen of death, Iya Yansa, mother of nine, Ayiloda, she who turns and changes, Oya. Yansan, Yansan. Uh, so we know these deities by many names. And the many names and many paths also invoke other uh, secrets and mysteries within the tradition. Have a, a English counterpart or, or a literal counterpart in our understanding. They also speak to other paths, other avenues in which these deities by spirits manifest themselves um, in our lives, in our world. And sometimes in plain English, they sound aggressive. They sound warrior-like. They sound like uh, uh, the carriers of, of divine justice. And indeed, they are. This is how they stand up in, in our world. And so right now, by way of Oya, we are being forced through a, a sift or seed. What you put flour in or sugar in, and then you turn it, and then it comes out 
powdered and, and sort of refined um, on the on the other end. Uh, what do you call that? We as a society, uh, sort of this container um, with a sifting going on. And no matter who you are, what your beliefs, what your race, what your ethnicity, what your economic status, you're being passed through this this seed right now. You, you're being sifted right now. S-I-F-T-E-D uh, right now in this process as Rona um, makes its way around the world, but also as our societies, our medical professionals um, get some sort of control and understanding um, o- over this. Um, I was asked yesterday by, by one of my elders, well, she didn't ask me, but she sort of made a matter-of-fact statement that every day they're saying something else. Every day they're they're shifting the story. And so we have to be reminded that this is new. And we are indeed learning as we go. That's that's how weather sometimes shows up. That's how Oya shows up. And you now have to re-examine your order. You now have to re-examine how you're doing things. You now have to re-examine the ingredients uh, to a thing. Uh, Oya has has nine ingredients. But you know, so we always have to look at at least nine positions. Oya whirls and twirls and spins like Shango. So there's more than one perspective. There's more than one way of viewing uh, weather. There's more than one way of viewing such change and transformation in the moment. And the trick is to stay in the center of the eye. Those of you who, who live on the coast and, and, and are familiar with hurricane and hurricane-like language, you know, it's quite in the center of, of the eye. The sun might come out in the center of the eye. There might be a, a semblance of peace, momentary quiet in the center of the eye, depending on the size and, and, and how huge your hurricane is. And then the swirling forces are, are way out, sometimes miles out from the center of the eye. So as that first side of the hurricane passes over, you know, it's tearing up stuff, pulling up stuff, wind, rain, surrender, your house is shaking, you feel it, you hear that roaring sound of the train that they associate with tornadoes. But then when you get into the center of the eye, you have the illusion of peace. You have the illusion of tranquility. It might be a bird or two caught up in the center of the eye. Um, which is sometimes captured on 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 radar, on sonar, for those of you who who pay attention to to the weather. Channel. Um, but then that back edge of the storm passes, and then you in some cities are are you know when you hear them saying leveling off, plateauing off, that is the center of the eye. It is it is not a direct prediction that as we move forward, we then are going to drop again. It's not a direct prediction of that. And often they aren't saying much too far ahead. One, because they don't know. They can't see. They do not have a crystal ball like I have. <laughs> you know, that's one of my pet peeves when I hear them get on the news and say, well, we don't have a crystal ball. And I do. I do. Um, so, so they aren't saying much out far ahead of this. One, because they don't know, and two, because they don't still don't want to create idea of panic. Saying, you know, go out now. Here in Louisiana, they're saying, um, and if you live in other areas in the country or, or in the world even, but particularly in the U.S., hear what I'm saying. 
because it's coming. If you don't live in, in Detroit, New York, Chicago, Los Angeles, and these are places where it's already blowing up, where it's already escalated, um, it's coming to you. Milwaukee is coming. Baltimore is coming. You side cities, side towns, sister cities, brother cities, twin cities, it, it's coming. It's coming. And so don't fall for any illusion of peace, of protection, of safety that you haven't secured for yourself, that you haven't moved into place for your own protection. I'm grateful for my mama and her internet savvy and for her popping in and out of the show um, on the occasion. But she pays attention. She do her homework. She, 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 now, now, she can get caught up in the conspiracy theory just like some of you. And, and 5G is not giving people the virus. 5G is not giving people the virus. Stop it. Stop it. It's not coming from 5G. Uh, this 5G stuff is a distraction. Stop answering those, those viral videos that come through in Messenger. Often they're dangerous. Often they are set up to destroy your computer or, or to test your vulnerability and see if they can come back later on and, and, and get a donation or something from you. Stop paying attention to that stuff that's popping up in Facebook Messenger. It's not real. It's not real. It's, it's viral. It's viral. That, that whole pink moon thing, okay, that, that's not real, and, and, and that's viral. Um, but the things that we should be concerned about, cleanliness, our mobility, who's coming and going from our house, Who's coming and going from our temple space? And if I can, with your permission, Kiona, I'm going to latch on to the last thing that we talked about yesterday before we hung up when it got good in the archives. Some of y'all missed that. Um, yes, guard your temple space, literally and figuratively. You know, I've already predicted the baby book. You know, and I got people I've talked to, I won't say who, friends and family. You know, y'all still date on the weekend. You can't do that right now. You can't do that right now. You can't have the guy, the girl, show up at your house bi-weekly on the weekend right now. You just can't. Now, if you are, are in the position where y'all live together, y'all room together, you're married, you're already housed together, great. You know, I know there are parties that are housed together. You know, celebrity and people of means that have faith and have resource got six people maybe at their house right now in, in separate, isolated spaces. You know, but this is the time for being celibate. This is the time for being still. This is the time for fasting, not because you don't have food, but fasting uh, if you want to be in the process of cleansing yourself right now. Maybe you're detoxifying. I know people who are detoxifying right now, who, who are taking their herbs and their teas and their, and their cleansing products. I know people who had their own colonics, okay, who had their own, you know, means of, of rejuvenating, you know, in, in your home space right now. Now is the time to do that. Now is the time to do that. I get all the peppermint and eucalyptus. Epsom salt, I, I need for at least 90 days, for at least 90 days. Um, and don't come for it either. We waiting on you. <laughs> don't come for it either. 
um, I'm hearing more in, in, in the news and in pop culture about people now being targeted for your basement full of toilet paper, being targeted um, for that abundance of resources that you might have uh, that others can't get right now. Uh, even online, even on the Walmart, you know, grocery delivery, even on your uh, Amazon delivery. Uh, it's, it's like a video game. And I'm hearing you got to be up in the wee hours of the morning to secure those open appointments um, when those open appointments come. So we're in a, it's a new day. I know you don't want to talk about it. I know you don't want to hear it anymore. I, I know it's already on your news. But I'm trying to give it to you from a holistic perspective, from a way that we can empower ourselves through this process and survive this process. In my affirmations of being, be alive, at the end of the day, I need you to be alive. And I need your children and your grandchildren and your grandmothers and your great-grandmothers and your aunties and uncles and, and everybody to be alive. Get, get over this thing that it's for old people. Y'all not still saying that, are you? It's babies that are dying. It's a mother and her child that die. It's teenagers that are dying. It's 20-year-olds that are dying. Get over that. Get over that. We're also seeing new patterns in new geographic locations. Certain things, for instance, here in Louisiana, one of these symptoms is uh, uh, in your stomach, diarrhea, and digestive issues. You didn't hear that in New York. You didn't hear that in the stories of China. All you heard was respiratory and in, 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 in your chest and in, and in your breathing, which is a part of this. But it's, I, I don't, I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. So I don't want to, but it's morphing. It's changing. It's becoming something else. We just don't know what, and, and we don't know enough about it to make sense of it. So all we can do is do what is, is offered by the doctors, offered by the CDC, offered by the medical professionals. But for our spiritual people, we need to handle our business. Every night at 6 o'clock, uh, the religious institutions are ringing bells at 6 to denote our active participation in prayer and ritual. And I invite hoodoo, root workers, witches, wannabe witches, tarot readers, uh, astrology practitioners, uh, healers, heal herds, doulas, all of you to ring your bell at 6 o'clock. Ring your bell in an act of ritual unison at 6 p.m. Um, we're doing it at 6 p.m. Our time, you, uh, you're probably doing it at 6 p.m. your time, uh, but 6 p.m. we're ringing bells and we're acknowledging the power of prayer and the power of ritual and the power of magic and the power of the, the higher forces, the divine creator to act on our behalf through this. It's not a denial of medicine. It's not a denial of science. You know, it, 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 that's not what this is. It's co-relationship. It's co-relationship. I'm in, in co-relationship with my medical providers to also access alternative medicine. As, as long as there's an agreement, as long as everyone knows what's happening, you're doing a great thing. It's, it's when you start from your doctor or not even considering your doctor that we then fall out of, out of balance. So, so my clients know, you know, if it's physical, handle it physically. 
Handle it with your doctors. Handle it with your pharmacists. Make sure that your health professionals are adequately uh, um, accessed in the process. But then if you want spiritual, expert, professional, spiritual work, then you can come to me. Then you can come to me. And, and, and again, I am a left brain practitioner, left brain practitioner. It's got to make sense. It's got to be practical, got to be ap- applicable. It, it's got to manifest results for in it in a reasonable time frame if you're coming with me. I'm not dealing with fairy tales and cartoons and, and movies and made-up stuff. I do that when I'm acting. I do that when I'm doing cultural performance. And we get paid to be creative and use our imagination. But here, in this space, this is the keep it real space. This is the keep it real. Our lives depend on it. I appreciate those of you who are with me. Um, uh, who do a call this? I see you're back with me as well. Um, your mic is already open because I, I know who you are. Um, so if you ever want to come in with a question, comment, jump right on in because um, your mic is already open. Because I didn't want to cut you off. This is Kiana. Go ahead, Kiana. So um, when you were speaking on, um, you know, basically practicing abstinence at this point and being in tune, the paraphrase is to be in tune with spirit and hear, hear from creation to know what you're supposed to do so that you can move accordingly and come out on top and come out alive, most importantly, seeing how the black community and the Latino community are dropping like flies, but everyone else is, they're leaving too, but not as fast as we are. Um, the also, too, with, with being with someone that you're in tune with, that's very important, you know, since we're in the end days as the magical book will call it, because I am not trying to be caught up with somebody that if, if I'm going right, they're going left, you know, and we're not, and we're not in this together. Cause, um, or, or I go with them when we're supposed to go right. And I end up dead because they're not in tune with spirit. They're just going off their flesh and they don't know what they're supposed to do. You know, and beloved, it's very important, especially as women. Kim, uh, let, let me let me respond real quick because you 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 didn't drop the, a bomb in there that I cannot let pass without comment. Okay. Um, okay. Now I'm with you on everything, um, but I, I'm not down with the end times thing. I, I don't believe it's okay. end time. And, and let me tell okay. you why. Um, it's not just I have some aversion to the Christian way of looking to things. My my response to that is well thought out, well studied. Um, when I look at the Hopi. For instance, the world has been recreated at least four times, according to the Hopi. Uh, if we look at archaeology, the ge- geology, the earth, um, from every aspect, um, life has been created, recreated, has manifested itself in more than one demonstration, more than one time. So I see it more as a continuum, like a sphere, like a crystal ball. Um, it ebbs and flows, it goes up and it comes down, and then going back to sort of an indigenous state. But I don't, I don't think there's ever unquote in time. Does the ability to destroy us completely? Yes. Uh, but uh, asteroid, uh, you know, a stray asteroid from, from outer space, 
hit us and, and, and can it destroy all of humanity? Absolutely. But I still think there will be survivors. I still think that there will be survivors. And not just the government either. Not just the government who, who we know since the 40s um, have been preparing bunkers and hideaway places and, and secret away places for events such as this, you know, that, that get out of hand. Like with all things, it's weather, and there's an evolutionary process that takes place. When we think about Atlantis, Lemuria, that was the end of their time. They might have said it's the end time. But then society, life, technology was reseeded by somebody and picked up and, and sort of moved on again. Um, the second thing I wanted to point at, to comment at, um, in agreement with what you were saying, I just want to uh, disagree that it's specific to the end time. Um, we need to be concerned about who we hooking up with normally under any weather. Right now just makes it more obvious to us. When we talk about the virus, that makes it obvious in a literal carnal sense. When we talk about syphilis and gonorrhea and HIV, that makes it obvious to us in a very physical, literal sense. But we don't think about the sickness that we pick up in, in the course of, of quote-unquote dating and relationships along the way, just in the general sense of things, um, without thinking about an extreme scenario like the virus now being out there for everyone to catch, or, or HIV, particularly in the early days of HIV, when it was just a frightful monster that no one understood or got. And so it was everywhere in some people's minds, um, on a cup, on a chair. I mean, it was everywhere in, in the imagination of society at that time. So that level of fear often kicks in in the most, you know, calamitous events. But it should be a, an awareness, not necessarily a fear, but a conscious awareness that we teach young people at, at a very young age before they even get into dating, experimenting, doing a little this, doing a little that. Because indeed, you pick up things that might not be general warts, which you can't get rid of. You got medication for it, but you can't get rid of it. Um, but it shows up then on other levels of who you are. You indeed carry that, um, Erica Badu, as baggage into the next, uh, next uh, relationship. You can become the bag lady. You can become the bag guy. But it also affects you, how you think about yourself, how you view self. And so um, I, I'm, not the, I'm not beating a drum of all this activity going on. And particularly in dating, you know, um, people are promiscuous. People get around. So if they come and see you on the weekend, how do you know they're not coming to see the next one on the weekend and bringing Miss Rona back to your house? Uh, but, but in any normal living stance, those are the rules. Those are the biological rules for, for, for humanity and human contact, but it's also sort of the spiritual rules that we bruise each other, that we rub off on each other, that we absorb each other. And, and, and let me be clear, it ain't just that. It ain't just that. Because we all have friendships, relationships, partnerships, you know, where we've been around that person for years. You know, I know people 
for 40 years, 50 years that are still in my life. And I still exhibit things that I picked up from them. And they still exhibit things that they picked up from me. Some of you will be all as a blessing forever. Some of you will be staying all as a blessing and passing it down to your children, your grandchildren, you know, because of your exposure to me. And you ain't never been in the room with me. You ain't never shared my space. Some of you are, are respect the, the voodoo. It's second nature to you now. You see certain things, you hear certain things, it's respect to voodoo. And that will forever be Divine Prince Pyamecha. <laughs> you know, that will forever be my tag, my brand, my label, you know, my, my LLC, <laughs> my copyright. Um, so, and you've never shared space with me. You might not have ever called me. Um, so we pick up that residual from society. We do pick it up from peer pressure. You know, our attitudes about sex, our attitudes about men and women, our attitudes about, about homosexuality, or our attitudes about polygamy. You know, we pick that up often from our cultural exposure. So limiting your energy and who you share your energy with and how you share you, your energy with, it, it's something that a spiritual person is, is going to do as, as par for course, as a part of the, the natural process of things, even if it's not forced upon you in a text, even if, if, if your Bible don't say it's a requirement, it's something that people are going to encounter along that spiritual journey if they're indeed on, on an organic, authentic spiritual journey. How you share your energy, how your energy is applied. How much TV are, are you watching? How much gossip are you allowing yourself to, to, to absorb? How much foolishness are you exposing yourself to consciously and, and every day? And, and, and people like me who sleep with the TV, be very particular about what you listen to in your sleep. Oh, yeah, your body is asleep, but you're listening. You're hearing. I, I can remember back in, I don't know, 1993. Uh, I was in Denver, Colorado, sleep with the TV on and, and woke up in, in um, uh, what movie was that that was on? Um, Psycho was on with, with, with the woman in the shower scene, you know, and everything. And, and, and you all know it doesn't take much to influence your inner world when you sleep. Some of you can hear certain things in your sleep and then it colors your dreams. You hear certain things in your sleep, and then it affects what you what you're dreaming about. So, so we have the proof that we absorb, even when we think we're not conscious, even when we think we're not listening, even when you think you're just here to look at me and hate on me. <laughs> you know, I feel some kind of way about me. I'm getting through. I'm you still here? <laughs> you still a part of the audience? So yeah, Keona, we, we gotta be very conscious. Um and, and, and I and I'm cautious to say women, even more so than men, because of that 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 physical element to what we're talking about. But the reality is if if we all have the same part spiritually. We all have the same vulnerability spiritually. So men are just as open to absorbing nasty women behavior as as women are. In absorbing that of, of men, that of men. Uh, that was a great conversation, by the way. I got a lot of 
back about um, the last hour of yesterday uh, broadcast. I think I was able to keep it going to some degree on um, YouTube Live, so it may very well be in the YouTube Live uh, archive as well for people who who weren't here yesterday or, or didn't stick around for the entirety of the show. Greetings, Julia Rose, Divine All Blessed, Gina Rabbitohl, peace and love to you, beloved, Keisha Smith, health and wellness, seven the gentlemen and 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 joy, Ra. Singer, divine all blessed love to you and yours. Regina's rabbit hole, Keona Carter, Leona Hat, thank you so much for showing up. Tasha, taste with Tasha. Taste with Tasha, love. I, I love you, appreciate you. Um, I, I appreciate your love and, and, and your strength and your endurance. Nikki Walker, thank you, beloved, for being present and being a part of the show. Hey, my mom is here. Greetings, Gary Von Savage, the evangelist and book author. Gary Von Savage. Sisters, please read my mama's book. Please read my mama's book. You can find my mama's book on Amazon. Um, she has more than one book, but the one in particular, a letter, a letter to my sisters, a letter to my sisters by uh, Gary Von Savage, uh, written and authored and penned by my mother. Uh, Evangelist Savage. Please read her book. Um, it's not what you think, uh, and, and it's for every woman, uh, and particularly every woman that's got a man, has had a man, is looking for a man, uh, is looking for marriage and relationship, but also wants to walk in the the authority of her truth, uh, of her spirit path and her religion. Yeah, that book. <clears throat> It's not the quote-unquote stereotypical Christian book, <laughs> okay? So for everybody... Will you type woman, it in? Will you type it in for us? Because I want to get into that because I go in and out. At first, I was just so gung-ho on I want a relationship. I'm so thirsty. You know, any man to give me attention, He, you know, any man that said that I was beautiful, any man that said whatever, I was just running over, you know, like metal to a magnet only to get my feelings hurt, only to get get ego hurt, only to be disappointed, and come to find out that some of those guys didn't even deserve to know my name, you know. Right. And so, and so, and let alone lay with me, you know. And I felt like it, I I, I ruined myself because I can't blame them, you know. It's my narrative, and that book was, it was so important because now that I look back on it, at a certain age. I don't even think dating should go unchaperoned. I don't care if they're 18 or 19. They're still teens. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. because the way we're, you know, with the, the divorce rate, divorce rate where? We're not getting married. You got more That's baby right. mamas and baby daddies than anything. That's right. And I like how you said um, didn't deserve to know my name in the first place let alone get to know me or be intimate with me. Um, and, and my mama says that so eloquently <laughs> in her book because my dad didn't deserve to know my mom. My dad didn't deserve to be with my mom. He wasn't on my mom's level. He wasn't going where my mom was going. But, but sometimes when, when you're young or naive or, or so caught up in your philosophy and your ideology, which is why I say this is for everybody, if you are Hebrew Israelite or a Muslim, you know, or, 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 or Rasta, 
this book is for you because we often get locked into these traditions, get locked into these beliefs, get locked into these religions, and um, lose our way, lose our mind, lose our self-identity. And then when you add children and then how the children are affected by it, carry the wounds from it, I'll, I'll have to deal with the, the, the demonstration repeating itself and, and, and separating what part of the demonstration is worth keep, keeping and what part of the demonstration needs to be tossed away. Um, yeah, we have to be more cautious about how we share our energy, how we share our energy, why we're sharing our energy at any particular time, why we're giving, why we're gifting often gifting, F-G-I-F-T-I-N-G, gifting someone that you've known 48 hours, 72 hours, three weeks, three months, and, and gifting them your greatest jewel, which is yourself, your body, and the generations to come. Uh, women, in the case, fertile and, 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 and able to, to reproduce from these, from these connections. So it's a powerful book, I think, for both men and women. Um, and my she's telling the chat because I want to ask mom. I want to ask mom because any time that I've been with a man, and I've had someone else tell me this was true, but any woman that is listening to the sound of my voice, please type it in the chat. Do you or do you not, out of when you have premarital sex, do you feel dead after your transaction, your exchange? I want to know. Kiona, better yet, I wish they would call in. If my mama is listening, please call in and respond to these young women um, in that question at 845-277-9143. Now, I will speak as um, a male. I will speak as a homosexual who understands men and women from a different perspective than men and women see themselves. Um, and I'm going to tell you, everybody feels that, including men. Do not be beguiled by the quote-unquote dog image of man. They absolutely are broken and carry that brokenness with them. But they also pick up toxins, residues, not from you or the woman that they are using in that moment, but from their own actions and from their own activities. I know from my clients, from some of my godchildren, from some of my male friends, uh, from some of my brothers, that, um, yeah, men feel that. Men absolutely feel that. Um, and they can conceal it to some degree in, in, in a better man, in a different way. I won't say better, in a different way than women. Uh, just like the reality is, if we aren't careful, if we don't use protection, the woman is carrying the baby for nine months. So, so, so it gives that illusion that all the weight, all the responsibility, all the energy is on the woman. Um, but that's not, that's not true. These men absolutely are damaged by their own behavior damaged by their own past, their own background, their own uh, abusers, then they carry that forward into the world just differently than women. And, and I 
also say, and I can believe that. Yeah, I also say, and some people don't agree with me. It's a man's world, at, at least right now. It's it's a man's world. James Brown said it's a man's world. I believe world. you, but they're gonna have to marry me because you know what I feel, and I had a, a debate with Hold this on. guy the other day. Hold on. So what I mean by that is the rules, the protocols that we are following and living under right now, man created for the most part. Man created. So women are just put in a position to feel the result, to be the victim, to be empathic and, and, and carry the toxin, the energy that's being created literally and spiritually. But I, I want you to know, since I don't have any women on the phone yet, I don't know where my mama is. Maybe she's using her device that she can't call and be online at the same time. I'm not sure she's even still in the chat. Um, if she is, please call in mom at 845-277-9143. Keona asked any woman to call in, share your experience. Um, you can write in the chat. It's okay. Um, but calling in would be just so much more um, interesting. <laughs> you know, but yeah, men do I carry think boyfriend it. and girlfriend is a scam. I don't. I think marriage I think is. I do. Marriage. You do? Boy, boyfriend and girlfriend is not the scam. Love is not the scam. Partnering up is not the scam. Having children is not the scam. That which man has put his hands onto is the scam. That's why the number five is problematic. The number five. Because it represents the pentacle in its upright position. Some people say that's nature. Some people associate that with Wicca. But that's nature. Earth Water, fire, air, and, and, and the mind or the gases or the ether. But when that is inverted or upside down, it becomes the go head. It becomes a symbolism of witchcraft. It becomes a symbolism of dark magic and control and manipulation and binding and, and overpowering the will of another. Overpowering the will of another. So when we get involved, humanity gets involved. When man and woman gets involved, inadvertently, problems going to show up. Human error is going to show up. So I don't have a problem with dating, marriage, partnership. The the creators built that into the wiring for attraction, for intimacy, not just for procreation either, you religious folks. Everybody's not here to make a child. Everybody should not be. Sorry a to parent. cut you off. Sorry to cut you off. Mom is trying to call in, but she's saying that she's getting yesterday's program. I'm sorry to cut you off because that was important, but she's trying to call in. I don't understand how, Mom, how you would be getting yesterday's program. Now, I don't even see your phone number um, on my switchboard. Mom, call me at 845 I'm not seeing you even on my switchboard, so I'm not understanding how you would be getting the old show. But call in, please. Call in. Um, okay, now mom's on. Hey, mom, greeting 601. Greetings, hey, mom. Son. Peace Hello, and love. Can you hear me? Yes, we hear you clearly. Hello. Hi. Kiona. Kiona was wanting you to, one, talk a little bit more about your book, and two, um, she, she, she offered 
sort of the the, the idea that uh, when she does have intimacy with 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 men, when she is having um, premarital sex or sex out of out of a real relationship, she feels dead inside. You know, um, we are more spirit than we are flesh. And um, I don't care what religion you're following, what beliefs you follow. You can't get out of the fact that your body is your body and you are spirit, soul, mind, body, and all of the parts. And when you share your body with someone else, you're giving them your spirit and they're giving you their spirit whether it's good or bad, and that's interchangeable, and that affects your mind, your thinking, your environment, and your children. I thank God for the Divine Prince because he is truly uh, very intelligent, forthcoming young man. He has taken the lemons and made lemonade out of it. And mom talks about the lemons uh, in the book. Go ahead, Kiona. No, I'm just honored that she's um, imparting her wisdom upon us because oftentimes we don't really get this. You know, um, our elders have been forced into silence, you know, um, and we're seeing ratchet TV and we're seeing the women being objectified and, you know, you have to use what you what you got to get what you want, you know, and to hear that it's a gift and to and to take back what God has given to you and, and and use it for while you're here and not use it for material gain. Use it as your service, you know, and if you're going to be linked up with someone, be linked up with someone that you can grow with. Because I do, yes. and I feel it. I feel it. I feel the toxins. I, and it comes up. Some, You know, it is suppressed, and then it will peak its head. It is suppressed, and then it is the energy that peak its head. And I've had, you know, to where I've, I'm practicing abstinence now. You know, and, I, and the guys say, oh, why won't you let me in? And I told him, I said, it's too high of a cost. It's too high of a cost. It's going to cost me you give everything up? just to lay my soul, my life. I don't know what they if they have demons on them, mom. I don't know what's gonna come with them for me to lay with them and then now I gotta go to the divine prince and, and have this stuff oh, cast up off me. And guy. who knows I how long it'll take a guy, guys, a G U Y You know, and 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 with me, you know, not eating properly and and, and, and taking in food that caused me to be fat. You know, I've lost weight, but I'm still heavy. You know, that puts me where um, they look at me as, oh, she's got low self-esteem, you know, the judgment. And I don't want to deal with that. I want it to be organic. I want it to be, I want it to be right because I do. I feel dead. I feel like I just wasted my time that I gave. I threw my pearls of swine, and I don't, I don't want that. And I know I'm not alone. You know what? You've got to love yourself before you can love anybody else or let them love you. Love yourself. Know what your purpose is. Know what your calling is. Fulfill your joy. Seek what you, journal. Journaling is the best thing. I wrote all three of my books, also journals, that I had accumulated down through the year. And fresh your love for yourself. And 
then nobody can tread on you. Nobody can put you down. Nobody can say that you're beneath them because we're all on the same level. We're all made in the same image. We all have the same parts in our being, spirit, soul, body, mind. And once you love yourself, you know who you are. I had a friend to tell me when I was going through something, look in the mirror and talk to yourself. Get get some affirmations, whatever affirmations that are positive and make you feel good. And don't listen to those friends that are, that are always talking negative or talking down. Not necessarily about you, but like uh, Divine Prince said earlier, just gossip. Anything positive, pull it into your life. Anything negative, push it away from you. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. So I just remember, you know, I just remember when I was um, reading, and it says, um, you know, and I know everybody here is on different paths, but I still refer to the magical book at times. And I, I think back when, um, when, when Eve was tempted, and and um, you know, when God came into the Garden of Eden. And he says, who told you? You know, and I think about that when, when I have low self-esteem or, or when people put me down, I say, who told you? You know, who told you that you're fat? Who told you that you're, that you're not enough? Who told you? Who are you going to believe? And that's what I'm hearing when you, when you speak now. So thank you for that. And one last comment. You've got three openings in your head, your ears, your mouth, and your eyes. Be careful what you absorb into all three of them. I say I agree. I agree 100%. And I'm going to get off the line now and let Divine Prince go on. All right. Thank Thank you so very much. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. Peace and love. And please buy the book, y'all. I I put the link to buy the book, to find the book on Amazon in the live chat. So I appreciate you all uh, supporting the book. Uh, if I had to say in a word, in a phrase, um, what the book is about, it's about women who put their man or a relationship or a lover or their spouse in the position where God should be. And you hear me say enough on this show that that you are God. You are the goddess. You know, and so as like my mom said, you have to do for self first. You have to find joy and purpose for yourself first. Uh, it, there should be two people bringing 100% to a relationship. It, it shouldn't be 50-50, you know, 70-30. You know, that's not balanced. That's not whole. Um, that's not equal. So we're looking for love and relationships and outside, outside things to make us, to fulfill us, to give us a sense of of uh, humanity in some cases, uh, let alone normality. And and we're not just loving on ourselves. We're, we're not just doing the work of, of doing our own work, our own homework, and then coming together with, with someone who's of a like mind, someone who has a shared purpose, or, or someone who complements, brings something to the table. Um, I don't understand developing relationships where one doesn't bring anything to the table or isn't bringing their fair share to the table. Sorry, my mom calling in and sharing her, her opinion. You know, I kind of put her in a little bit, but I appreciate that she actually did pick up the phone and call in. Thank you, Faith London. 
for being present. I appreciate you um, for supporting the show, listening to the show, um, and, and for being here with us in this sacred space. I appreciate your questions, comments, and requests in all capital letters in the chat. If you are listening with me on the phone line, there's about a dozen people with me on the phone line, do a call in at 845-277-9143 and then press the number one on your telephone keypad and I'll be more than happy to unmute and open your mic. It's another day. It's another day. And, and, and I should say it's a new day. It's a new day. Um, the, the world that we thought we lived in, the world that we exist in, does not exist anymore. It's not exist anymore. It's a new day. This virus, Corona, um, will change our lives forever. Forever. Things will not be the same. And so we wake up every day under normal conditions in a new world with a new purpose in a new life. Uh, corona is just the present weather. And, and as I suggested on, on a previous show, it's a unique opportunity in time space where it unifies humanity uh, for one purpose, one reason, uh, ultimately one goal. Yes, different nations will handle it differently. Different principalities and municipalities will handle it differently. Different governors will handle it individually and differently from their perspective. But it is a unique event in time that affects all humanity and forces us all to reconsider our reality, consider how we are living, how we are growing, and how we are, are, are doing that. Um, Kilna, I appreciate your questions and your comments um, and, and your a willingness to be sort of naked and vulnerable in this platform um, with, with your questions and your comments that you bring to the conversation here. Indeed, this is a time for looking at ourselves in a new way and, and hopefully in an improved way. My prayer is that we wake up in a new reality, in a new world, where things are greatly improved because of us passing uh, sort of through this sit, passing through this seed, um, separating the wheat from the tear. Um, it's unfortunate that many of our elders are now leaving us. Um, and, I, and I thought it was quite poignant, the point that Keona made, that our elders aren't always as available to us um, as could be. Um, we see grandmas and grandpas and, and people utilizing. Uh, I've never, ever been on, by the way. I have no clue if it works. Uh, but I am familiar with Google Google, and I am familiar with out to their family and their children by way of this technology uh, just because of the weather, just, just because of, of the virus. But it is an opportunity for us to connect the generations um, in a new way uh, so that we are able to have access to the knowledge and the love and with our mothers and our fathers and our great-grandmothers. And great. I'm also grateful that my mother did have the fortitude and the mind uh, and the wherewithal to create a book, uh, to create a, a living 
thing that will live beyond her, where people will be able to see her story, access her story, access my story. A great deal of my story is, is in the book, um, and, and it will live on for dexterity for generations to come. But the opportunity to speak now in the present and share our voice and share our story and share our history is unique to this particular time space. Never in any other time before us have we had the, the technology and the blog space and the video space cloud that we now have that will hold on to our thoughts and our ideas and our foolishness um, and our wisdom for generations to come. Do you think about what your grandchildren and great-grandchildren and nieces and nephews will see about you, will say about you, will find about you in 10 years from now or 20 years from now based on your internet presence, based on what you say, based on what you post, based on what you, you talk about, you know, on your MySpace or your Facebook or your Instagram or your Twitter. Um, we expect younger people to not quite get that. Younger people naturally are, are designed to feel invincible, uh, to feel, uh, uh, to live in the moment. You know, the life has not ended. It's just not working right. Um, to not think about the repercussions uh, to their actions. But but you 35-year-old folks and you 40-year-old folks and you 50-year-old folks and you 60-year-old folks should absolutely know better should absolutely be more cognizant of the gravity of what we say, of what we do, and the footprint that leaves, just, not just in your family or with your generation, but, but with everybody. I'm sorry to interrupt, but YouTube is off. Yeah, I know, and I've, I've been desperately trying to get it to do right, and, it, and it's just not, I'm not, um, I haven't ended the show uh it's just buffering. And, and every time I get clarity, I think it's back. I think everything is okay. My, my screen says you're live and everything is okay. But but then my desktop, uh, I refresh and it continues to buffer. So I keep talking because I know you and others are on the phone. And so I don't it's want you to good because somebody just asked a question. Somebody, I say it's getting good in the chat because somebody just asked a question about they're curious on uh, masturbation and the spirit, the spiritual effects, and they also um, gave your mom um, some kudos saying that she made some excellent points, which she did. But they want to know. Um, PJ Dynamite, um, I appreciate you. I've never seen your face or your username before, so I appreciate you being a new listener. Um, and participant in the show. Um, you're not just here to listen, but you got questions, and I appreciate that. I honor that in you. Um, masturbation is, um, is I don't want to say it's tricky. Um, again, it depends on where your head is. It depends on how healthy you are. It, it depends on how operating, how, how cleanly you are operating within, under, under normal conditions. So I'm going to say the negative first. Um, it can be an addiction thing. It could be a reaction to life or the absence of physical contact. Um, I do think there might be a problem with people 
younger than you who are growing up in this technological age, who are growing up with the internet and the devices, who can access sex and sexual demonstration and, 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 and porn um, at a very young age, it, particularly if parents aren't watching how their children use the tablet, use cell phones, use the internet. I, I know there was a time, things have changed a little bit, where in any random search, uh, porn was there, and so it made it real easy for children and young people to sort of uh, be exposed to that. And so there's a, 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 a point where we're over-gratifying ourselves. We're only thinking about the, the, the immediate gratification. Um, we get locked into the porn aspect um, um, of masturbation, assuming that there's a porn aspect. Um, some people might just be using the contents of their mind, and that's different. But it can become addictive. It can replace real-world communication. Um, absorbing too much porn uh, absolutely alters how men um, think about sex and what sex is and how sex should look. Um, we know porn is just not real. It, it, it's fantasy. It, it's edited. It's cut up. Uh, so what you're seeing often is not real um, in, in the porn. So that aspect can be toxic, can, can leave residue. I think in, in, in its most natural form, masturbation is natural. Um, and, and babies, children, infants, even before they start developing all the, the, the negative stuff that we, we associate with, with sex, um, before they've been touched by anybody, it's human nature to, to explore your body to explore feeling, particularly once those hormones and chemicals get moving, you know, at 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. So there's a healthy place, there's a healthy place for for safe sex and not really going out and, and exposing yourself people, places, and things. But I'm concerned about what a person is thinking about, what their focus is, uh, what might they be avoiding in the real world, in real life, um, once masturbation becomes an obsession, what um, once it becomes something that's over, over used as a tool to replace or to fulfill something else. Um, so, voodoo and I personally don't don't necessarily have have a, a, a issue with masturbation. Now, now, there's a more conscious part of it where you're focusing in on for a particular reason, um, trying to draw people to you, try, trying to maintain a connection um, that might have broken down or, or been dissolved um, at some point. Again, if you're not healthy spiritually, emotionally, intellectually, it can be a slippery slope. And so sex magic uh, can be a dangerous thing, um, utilizing sex magic to control, to draw, people to you, particularly against their will, um, their wanting uh, to be present. Um, I've done, I'm going to say, I, in terms of, of, of love magic, ritual magic, sex magic, I can count it on one hand. And in, in three of those occasions, it, it went awry. Part of the, 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 the implements and, and threw it into Lake Michigan, uh, only to have that connection not only be maintained, but even be stronger than it than it was before. 
So it's a very tricky area to go into um, sex and then bringing that into your spirituality, your spirit practice. Um, it's, it's not just tricky from the religious aspect. What do Catholics think? What do Muslims think? What do Jews think um, about sex? Uh, but from an ATR perspective, from a traditional African religious spiritual based system, sex was a natural function of life. Um, in, in Africa, pre-colonialism, pre-missionary uh, intrusion, sex was just human. Sex was natural. How do a whole village of people move about in their routine but naked or, or in a lifestyle without the, the over-sexualization that we have in Western culture? In Western culture, we taught sex is a dirty thing, sex is a negative, sex is only reserved for marriage, and even in that, you know, uh, frame, it, it, it's the missionary position, you know, and, and the idea of, of the spiritual and the pleasurable connections to sex aren't discussed. It's ability to cement a relationship. It's ability to bind people together. It's ability to, to create energetic connections th that mesh together uh, with people. Even the magical book known as the Bible says that a man can violate a woman and himself just with his eyes, just looking on the woman and thinking those thoughts and, 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 and focusing on the booty and, and imagining her nakedness. You've already done that. You've already defiled her and yourself. You've already committed to sin. So that's why I say, beloved, um, PJ Dynamite. Um, it, it can be tricky if you're not healthy, if you're not whole. I, I do consider it safe in terms of the realm of imagination. It, it's a place where you can envision things that might not necessarily happen in the real world, that you might not necessarily do in, in real life with a celebrity or, you know, or, you know, or whoever you're in picturing. Um, yes, but there's an energy attached there that is developed. Um, and I find it to be more problematic with men than with women. Uh, women can envision and be creative and allow their imagination to to absorb and experience a real attachment to it. So a woman might envision kissing another woman. A woman might envision, you know, um, fantasies that might not be within her realm of norms. But when that becomes problematic is when it's not in balance. Uh, when it becomes extreme, uh, when it takes over your life, uh, when you got to do it on at, when you're at work, you, you know, th then it becomes problematic. Um, the stuff I've heard, the stuff I've seen. <laughs> this conversation is is a slippery slope. Um, people happen to do it at work, happen to do it in your office, happen to go into the public restroom. You know, then you might have a sex problem then that urge that might be overtaking your life. And PJ Dahmer, I know you didn't say all that. You asked a very generic question, masturbation and spiritual effects. So, so I'm, speak, I'm covering every base. I'm covering every base. Uh, but there's absolutely energy there that's, that's attached there um, can be permanent um, if people aren't careful about, about what they're doing and how they're addressing it. I'd appreciate you if you would call in and ask your question or comment. Let us hear your voice. Um, get some clarity. 
Area code uh, 318. Your mic is open. Is this who you were posted? Yes, yes. How you doing? All is a blessing, beloved. What's your question or comment? I want to know um, if um, you're going to have um, the ceremony in October. If not, dealing with all this, you know, coronavirus and quarantine and stuff like that, when would you think it would be uh, available? I don't know. And that's just honest. I don't know. Nobody really knows what's happening right now. Let's be clear. And that's mm-hmm. not to create fear in my life. That's not to create panic. It's not to reinforce the conspiracy theory. I'm saying, honestly, nobody really knows. The idea of Easter was first on the table, it was on the table, April 30th was on the table. May 30th was on the table. Now we're looking at 90 days. If you all don't know, and I realize people live in different states, different regions, you're hearing different things, but I'm telling you, you're going to be stationary for at least 90 days, at least. And then after that, July, August, September, we don't know the world that we're going to wake up in. There still won't be a vaccine. Hello? There still won't be anything to prevent the, the, this from staying alive. Um, so people are still going to get it, just like people are still getting the flu every year. People are still going to get it. So we don't know the world we're going to wake up in after this. We really just don't. Um, right now, um, because I do have a crystal ball, I've already said we're going to be where we are for at least 90 days. Now, when I look at October, November, December, it will be a different world. Um, and I very well may be able to do a ceremony sometime between Halloween and the first week of December. Uh, I have a crystal ball. I, I see that. What I can assure you is what that's going to look like. What I can assure you is what it's going to look like. Um, we still don't know. Um, we still have to wear masks. Um, you know, all that is going back to well, we still have to take certain precautions um, when we go out in the public. So right now I'm planning for between October 1st and, and December 1st. It's going to be tricky. It also is going to then mesh with my ability to continue to sow and create so I can mask for Mardi Gras Day next year. Um, typically in the winter months, we sow. When it's cold, as much as it gets cold in New Orleans. Um, we sow, we sow. So I can't say for sure right now who do a cultism. It's, it's going to be tricky. It's going to be tricky. I don't know what kind of governmental conditions we're going to be living under. I don't know what kind of economic conditions we're going to be living under. Right now, it's, it's day-to-day for me. Um, I'm right now, more than ever, I'm codependent on my clients, my initiates, my godchildren, um, just to keep toilet paper. Um, somebody sent me six rolls of toilet paper just yesterday. Um, you know, we all do, but we all going to run out. We, we all going to need stuff. Um, and for those who aren't working, don't have regular income, it, it's going to be a challenge. So 
typically the ceremony is for my godchildren, my initiate. There's nothing stopping you from doing the work right now in terms of being a initiate or a godchild. I'm getting your ancestral work and divination done, getting your ori work done, getting your your eshu, your legpa work done, uh, and then crowning your head, marking your head would then happen at ceremony. That's usually what's happening at the ceremony. Someone's being crowned, someone's being given their head, someone's being given a pot, someone's been given, you know, a taurine. Um, th- that's what's happening during the ceremony. Um, that's what the basis of the ceremony is for. There are laymen that come at the ceremony, people from the community that come at the ceremony who are dreadlocked or cultural or Muslim or Hebrew Israelite or, or drum. You know, my drummers come from diverse paths. One of my drummers is, is Ifa. One of my drummers is, is uh, spiritualist church still, but does drumming. Um, many people who operate in Congo Square, if you understand, um, those people come and participate in, in the ceremony. Um, Al Jackson was scheduled to be at my April ceremony. Um, the historian, he's the owner-operator of the Petit Jazz Museum. La Petite Jazz Museum here in, in Tremaine. Um, so that's what my ceremonies look like. And, and so I say that to say, beloved, I don't know. Right now, I can't say. Right now, right now it's very hard to say. Um, Essence Fest has been moved to the fall, but I'm not sure they have a day. Other festivals will be moved to the fall. So, you know, the fall might be off the hook in New Orleans. And so we might not only just have the ceremony, um, but you might be able to come to New Orleans and experience some things that normally would happen earlier in the year. Um, Jazz Fest, people are going to miss that. Um, Voodoo Fest, I don't know how it's going to affect that. So I don't know. Right now, I can't, I, I can't say. Um, if you want to hold me to a timeline, give me until the 4th of July to figure it out. I'm telling you, America is going to need until at least the 4th of July to figure it out. Who's going to be able to move where and how much and to what degree. Don't trust Wisconsin. Don't trust Mississippi. Don't trust uh, Montana and, and Utah and Arizona, some of those more isolated areas. Don't trust that. It, the big cities obviously are going to show up with this. Are obviously going to have the hot spots first. This is this is covering every every parish in Louisiana got the virus. Every parish. So I'm going to say every county in your state, whether it's Texas or, or anywhere else, got the virus. So I don't know, beloved, about that ceremony. I don't know. I will say right now, if things improve, if things were improved to go back to what we know, between October and uh, 30th and 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 December 1st. But the world is not going to go back to the to what we know. I, I know you can see my face. So so yeah. I, I don't know, love it. I, I really, I don't. I don't. And nobody does. Nobody really does. Yeah. Not, even, not even your president. Nobody really knows. They just don't want to scare you. Yeah, they just don't want to scare you. They just don't want to alarm you. Hell, y'all already buying up all the damn toilet paper, all, all the damn milk, you know, all the damn butter. People have already lost it. So they're trying now to sort of diffuse it 
while it's still happening and growing. They're trying to diffuse it at the same time. They, they have to be calm. That's their job. That's my job. You all don't expect me to be in a panic. You all don't expect me to come here worked up. Y'all don't expect that. You know, I might cuss every now and then, but you all don't expect me to come here and, and roar like that every day. I don't think. And if that is what you expect, y'all need to get on the phone and show up with that first. Like, if y'all listening, I respond to what comes, what y'all call with, what y'all ask about, what y'all chat about. I respond to that. But but you all don't come here to me to rant and rave. That's not what this show practice has ever been about. But I'm telling you, as frightful as it is, this is bigger than what they're saying. This is a bigger problem than what they're saying. And we're going to be still for a while. Yeah, I agree with that. For a good while. This is going to be a cultural phenomenon for, for the years to come. So, uh, thank you for being present. Through um, system, you just dis- disconnected yourself. Probably on accident. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but thank you for calling. Always calling in, having a question, having a comment. I appreciate you. We're in the overflow now. The Blog Talk Radio Show um, has ended its live airing. So what we're saying now is going into the archive. Of course, I can respond to uh, Lena Hat in the chat and, and your questions and comments that you type in all capital letters, and I'd be glad to um, respond to that. Um, Neophyte Bokur Tourist. Um, what I see is a random comment. You haven't been doing reading, um, but you performed one on Monday. I'm not sure if you said something before that, because I don't see it yet. Leading up to that, or if that was just a matter-of-fact statement. Um, I, on the other hand, neophyte, Bokur, tourist, um, I've been doing readings every day, all day. Every day, all day. If not, stop. Um, on both online, through my Psychic World link, but also um, through my website and um, it's been nonstop. It's been off the chain. People are concerned, right? So people are worried, rightfully so, but people are also anxious or bored or looking for answers and alternatives. If not to what's happening, they should be, how they're responding in this present weather. So for me, readings and consultations have been nonstop. Um, And my mom is not always happy about it because it means I'm not eating. Like today, I haven't eaten anything. I haven't even eaten a piece of fruit today. I haven't even eaten a piece of bread today. All I've had is coffee. I've gotten up gone right into consultation, stopped just enough time to do the show, and then I'll probably eat something after the show. So it's, a, it's overwhelming. Um, and the energy, even if you're doing a reading about love and relationships, career, it's something else, Rona is still in there. Rona has disrupted everybody's timeline. Um, I don't know who you are as a reader. I, I can't speak to who other people are as a reader, but Rona has mixed up everybody's timing. So your timing, as you're used to, to seeing it and reading it, 
if you're a proficient reader, um, that has had to be adjusted. Thank you, Baby Doll Access, uh, for coming in. I appreciate you. Welcome, beloved. Tamara Bragg. Yes, yes. Thank you so much, beloved. And I will eat. I will drink. You can see how ashy my lips are. I'm, I'm, I'm de dehydrated. Never drink negative energy. The last thing I said has to be ready before I drink my water. Okay. For my new listeners, um, water is a crystal. Your water should have a charge to it. That's, that's why you're doing the alkaline thing. Your water should have a charge. So you should always breathe over your water. Speak healing over your water before you partake it. Uh, but yes, Tamara, I'm going to be okay in a minute. Um, I'm going to be ending this show very soon. Um, if people don't have questions, comments for me, concerns that I can address. Um, if Keona doesn't jump in and, and say something, I'm going to be ending the show um, momentarily. But I appreciate you. Yeah, I'm just basking in the moment. I'm just basking in the moment because this truly has been healing taking place within me from these last couple of days. And um, old stuff is just coming up. And I'm like, well, wait a minute, I need to go outside. But it's something that needs to happen. So this is really, really, truly, truly a blessing. Yeah, you can't avoid your work. You, You just can't. My mama says, which really mirrors what I say all the time. I don't care about your religion. I'm not here to to to, to uh, prophesize religion. I'm not here to invite everybody to come on in to the house. I'm not here to invite anybody to initiate. This ain't for everybody, and it might not be for you. But I am inviting people to open up their mind, open up their consciousness, open up your spirits, growth to truth evolution um, and get you to understand that it's unavoidable. It's already in motion. It was in motion when you came out the birth canal. The present weather just makes it that much more condensed. And it is global. We all are forced to, to acknowledge it, to recognize it, to sit down, you know, and stop moving. So in the course of doing that, many of you are going to address feelings, emotions, past events that you've stuffed in the closet, that you've tucked away, that you haven't had time to, to, to address, or that you stay busy enough, like me, I'm a workaholic, I'm going to work, 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 so that I don't have time to sit and just sit with me. Now, I ain't got a problem sitting with the ancestors, sitting with the spirit, sitting with the guide. You know, I'm, I'm being raw with you right now. I'm being organic. But me, and dealing with that stuff that, that you're going to read about in my mama's book, that's my challenge. That's what I live with. That's what I wake up with every day. And, so, and some of you recognize what I'm talking about. You wake up mad. You wake up with the attitude. You wake up questioning. I, I, there have been times I wake up questioning, am I waking up again? Oh, God, it's another day. I'm, I, I got to deal with this again. I've been there. I've been there. My mom's been there. We all have been there, you know, but, but I want to share in my way, just as she shared in her way, how to heal, 
how to how to move forward. Um, Keona, you, you're doing the work, and and I don't want to share your business live on air, but that's one of the things I want to talk about. Um, because of your service, I, I want to gift you, you know, some of your your initiation. I want to be more part of what you're doing and how you're operating in in your in your uh, spirit path. Uh, for you, Keona, it's not going to cost you anything. Um, I owe you money right now because you know you're my moderator. Okay, you're doing a job faithfully every day, and I haven't, haven't even given you a check yet. So I'm willing to offer you initiation, skill, service, you know, in, in exchange for all that you do for us, you know, each and every day here uh, on the broadcast, you know. So I, 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 I like the fact that you're sharing your progress live on air. You know, you're willing to say, you know, how you feel or where you might be blocked or, or what you might be experiencing. Um, I just invite you, just as I invite everyone, just come on in. Let me love on you a little bit. Let me share what I know. I'm desperate to give it away. In order to keep it, you have to give it away. You have to. So I'm desperate to give it away. I'm desperate for, for, for clients and initiates and God's children and students to come through and absorb everything that I have, desperate for it. My concern is not about mimicking. My, my concern is not about copycatting. Now, I got a problem with you all appropriating and bastardizing. problem with people using my image, using my face, stealing my words, trying to advance on my brand, and, and there are legalistic, governmental, judicial ways in which to approach that. Um, and heaven forbid you have anything. I'm coming for it. But beyond that, we all have to take, as Keon is demonstrating for us, live on air every day, take real, you know, adult steps, you know, to move our spirit path forward. And don't be afraid to confront. I am a, a confronted by nature. I like to confront. If, if I fear it, I'm going to confront it. If, I, if I'm concerned you're going to hurt me, I'm going to confront you. I'm not going to wait until it happens. I'm not going to sit back in the yard and watch. I'm stepping to you. Is there a problem? What is it? And I'm willing to hear, you know, A, B, C, or D. Don't hide behind your feelings. Don't hide behind, you know, uh, uh, wanting to look a certain way in public. If I, if I pull you to the side, I'm showing you respect. If I hit you up in your DM, I'm showing you respect. I'll come out on people's page, page and, and battle. I don't do that. I don't do that. I'm not going to battle you in the post. Especially if I think you're wrong. Especially if I think it's a problem. I'm going to step to you directly and say, you know, can we examine A, B, C, or B, or E? And, and give you the opportunity to address it. Many people aren't willing to be that naked. Many people are not willing to be that honest. Many people are not willing to address who they are truly within the confines of, of, of a small space, their peer group, because we lead with a mask. We lead with a persona that we want the world to see, that we believe the world sees of us, and we feed that. But the reality, now I'm talking Freud, the, the uh, psychologist for it. The reality is, is that people don't see you the way you see yourself. 
not not your mama, not your sister, your brother, not your husband, not your wife, not your friend. People see you from their perspective. People see you from 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 another perspective that we often are disconnected from. Beloved, you're a little bit greedy. Beloved, you're a little bit hard. Beloved, you're a little bit too negative. And and how many of you are willing to accept that kind of constructive love and and think about it, look at it, without immediately responding in the defense, in the negative? If everybody's saying it, it has to be looked at. If a collective of people are pointing at it, it has to be examined. And if you are finding it to be problematic, you have to examine it. Thank you, Keisha Smith. Thank you. And yes, I I need quick. So if you'll give me one minute and 30 seconds, I am going to drink a little bit more water. And I will come back and answer your questions, comments, and requests. And if I find that you don't have any, I'm going to move on. I'm going to move on. I'm going to move on. <laughs> I'm going to move forward. So give me a minute. Well, I know you're about to take a break, but I want to tell you, because I know you can still hear me, but I'm here to serve. You know, um, I, I love the exchange. It's what I've been searching for because a lot of times, you know, with me, I give. I'm not a victim. I, I, am, I am a walking goddess. However, I feel like within exchange with people, I never got back. Reciprocity just didn't know me, you know. If it was a friend, I bought it, right? If it was love, I bought it. You know, everything was, was bought. It was nothing that was organic, you know. And so to be able to be in this moment, I'm honored, and I'm, I'm here to serve. And if I'm raggedy, call me out. Let me know because I want to, when I, when I transition and I, and I depart from this physical body, I want to depart empty. And I want to give to humanity everything that I have within me, and I mean that. Reciprocity is a, is a tricky thing because, again, if your ori is not clear, third eyes aren't open, and if you are operating in your truth, meaning being willing to be honest about yourself, and your experience, reciprocity can be a tricky thing. It's just like the blessing. What is a blessing, really? And, and, and when and where do we indeed apply gratitude? So I buy your product. Should my automatic assumption be, well, she's going to buy my product. She's got oil, I got oil. But that don't make any sense. Now, sometimes property comes in a very different way. They watch your back. They secure your property. You know, they carry your trash to the curb. Um, they, they show up in some other arena of your life. Now, if that's not the case, then there's the other spirit reciprocity where sometimes we learn through people's ugliness. Sometimes we learn through people's mistakes. Sometimes you learn how much to give or not to give based on reciprocity, what comes back to you. And so if you're like me and it's always a blessing, it's still always a blessing. I've learned the lesson. I gained something from you, though you didn't buy my, you know, my product. Uh, I reference it every day here when I say it's people that's been listening to me for years. Not just this, you know, this second year that I've been on YouTube Live, but, but, but been listening to Blog Talk Radio 
since 2006 have never clicked like, have never followed me, and are listening to us right now, ain't going to click like, not going to subscribe to my channel, you know, not going not to ever leave a comment. But they're here every day. They're here every day. And, and some of these people I show love, support to in, in other platforms, Facebook, social media. I, I share their posts, comment on their posts, promote their products. I've promoted many people's products over the years. I've promoted many people's platforms over the years. I've let many people into my PayPal account, into my psychic network, into my, my web do and understand. Many people over the years. And so depending on how I focus reciprocity, I could be bitter right now. I could be angry right now. I could be worried right now. Oh, my God. I let so-and-so into my Facebook. I let so-and-so into my PayPal account. You know, they know exactly how much money I make. They know exactly how, you know, I could be, but I'm not worried. I'm not worried about them duplicating what I do. I'm not worried about them stealing my, my followers or my listeners or my supporters. Not worried at all. I, I got an internet friend, and I still say he's a friend. We, we've never met physically. We almost did. Uh, but I was working in, in the rock shop at the time, so I couldn't go out and drink and hang out with them at the time. He's a longtime listener, associate, follower on many of my social networks, many Facebook, Twitter. He's there. When I started doing Blog Talk Radio, he was there and, and would communicate every day on the show. Now, and, and I don't want to distinguish who he is, so I'm, I'm being very selective about my words. Now he's everywhere, and he's doing a daily podcast at noon, okay? <laughs> and I'm okay with it because he's doing his, and I'm doing mine. I have my lane, and he's in his lane. And for me, there's no conflict. Now, in terms of reciprocity, reciprocity is do your lane and do it well. Don't sit under me and listen to me and absorb what I say for a, a, a dozen or more years and then not have that show up in your demonstration. Then not have that show up as an improvement on what you're now doing over there where you are. It's the people who take, take, and then in their demonstration, it, it's showing up as a negative. It is showing up as, as, as a problem. It's sure it is showing up as a toxin. That's that's different. I don't always give with the expectations of receiving, whether it's physical giving or the giving of my service. Sometimes I do things for a, a completely different reason than you. I, I do it for the ancestors. I might be doing it for for the Orisha. I might be doing it for the Loa. I might be doing it because because the Most High said I have to. And, and in that case. Reciprocity is mute. The highest spiritual person is not giving with the anticipation of getting back. That's the business of something, the business of spirituality and religion, or the business of selling a product, or the business of offering a paid service. And there are certain rules and protocols for that. Once you give your donation, I'm and, and you, uh, by giving your donation and submitting your written uh, request, 
have volunteered for me to do what I do, which is to go into the realm of spirit, I disconnect from your feelings. I disconnect from how you you might be applying or not applying this. I have to, because if, if I hold on to it, I will forever be bound up. I will be forever tripped up every time, you know, a client falls off or, or a former student becomes an overnight witch, you know, and, and, and now seeks out, you know, to harm people. Um, even within our family, we don't give to mama with the expectation mama's going to give back. Mama going to loan back. You know, my, mama's going to you know, be present. That that's not why we do it. We do it for love. We do it because it is mama, sister, brother, best friend, lover. And so you then have to let it go. Um, I think even in relationships, Kiona, when we see um this expectation of reciprocity, I was there for you and I loved you and every time you wanted some, I gave it up and Every time you needed to borrow gas money, you know, I gave you gas money. And, and, and so then that reciprocity shows up when that's not really the real issue. The real issue might be about self-love, how you feel about yourself, how they feel about themselves, how, how you choose to share your energy and how they choose to share their energy. So I long grew out of um, the most surface ideas that people often have about reciprocity. And, and, and giving with the expectation of giving back. Uh, when we look at our community leaders who give selfishly, you know, endlessly, tirelessly, are, are they expecting reward? Are they expecting fame and fortune? Are, are they expecting uh, you to bow every time you see them? Are, are they, you know, no. But they may have the business of activism in place. They might have grants. They might have supporters. Now you're talking about the business of something. And so, yeah, I, I helped you out. You might owe me a favor. And so now I'm calling you on you to come and help me out. But the event that that doesn't happen, um, I can't take it personally unless it's absolutely personal. And then that's completely different. That you address differently. Beloved, I support you. I'm there for you. I'm, I'm getting the sense that you're not there for me. I'm not going to be I'm not going to pull out my list. You know, well, I did this for you. You should do that. I gave you this, so you should give back to me. What it does is what my Angelo uh, so eloquently uh, projected, which is now something we all say, and that is um, when people show you who they are, believe them. When people show you who they are, believe them the first time. That's the accurate quote. When people show you who they are, Believe them the first time. So for me, reciprocity is a whole other thing. I'm not even getting to that point with you. The, the first time I see you shady with your with your own mama, your own sister, your own brother, your own friend, I already see you. So if I'm giving after that, if I'm sharing after that, it's because I want to. Not because I got an attachment. Not because I'm expecting payback. Um, now, I, to be all honest, I might expect some kind of inner thing to go on. Now, I'll give and give and give just to increase your sense of guilt. Just, to, just so you can see, he's always given and I've never given back. I've never responded. I've never reciprocated. 
You know, and I'm funny about that. Even in a reading, don't start no reading with me and you don't greet, you don't say hi, you you don't make some kind of connection with me. I want to cut you off and block you right then because we're talking about reciprocity, right, Keon? <laughs> we're talking about reciprocity. So you've got to bring some energy yeah. to this relationship just like I have. I can't do all the work, literally or figuratively. So um, be clear about your expectations of who I don't respect a reciprocity from children. Think about it that way. You you don't expect no reciprocity from a child. You know, it's Valentine's Day. It's it's your birthday. It's you know, I'm, I, and I'm gifting you. And so now you expect the child to step up. You know, even the child might be able to draw a picture for you. Might might be able to paper mache, but you don't expect a diamond ring. You don't you don't expect the child to match your energy. So we got to be careful with reciprocity at the community level. Reciprocity with our politicians. We paying you, you, you wanks to, to do our job for us, you know. But, but where's the reciprocity? And, and and how do they view, you know, their obligation to reciprocity, even to the taxpayer, even to the constituency? So, like success, like happiness, reciprocity is a one of them elusive smoke and mirror words. It means something different to everybody. It, it has a different connotation for everybody. And so the person that you're, you're expecting a reciprocity from, how do they view giving? How do they view the give back? You know, what's their expectation of the give back? What's the wealthy person's expectation of reciprocity versus the poor person's expectation of, of, of reciprocity? It's a tricky word. It's a tricky word, and especially if we're talking about love relationships, which I'm not just suggesting that you are, Miss Keon. <laughs> but but especially if we're talking about love relationships, oh my God, my soulmate bounced a five hundred dollar check in nineteen eighty eight. Went to the bank on on a joint account, bounced a five hundred dollar check. You know, uh, um, I, I've had you know people that I've dated steal things from me, cell phone, a, a bike. You know, reciprocity, oh, my God. If I got caught up in reciprocity, I would destroy many of you. Oh, my God. <laughs> Keona, the dark magic would be real. You know, if, if, I, if, I, if I latched on to the idea of giving and receiving and it being equal. Because reciprocity suggests some level of equality, some level of, you know, fairness, uh, uh, Lauren Hill, reciprocity. What do a sister have to do to gain some reciprocity? We have to change our, our ideas of, of what the giving is, what the blessing is. And sometimes I receive the blessing through another source. I helped you out. I did for you. I've been over backwards for you. But then somebody else been over backwards for me. Then somebody else reached out without having to bend over backwards and gave just because, help just because. So a spiritual person, Kiona, a spiritual person expects reciprocity from the Most High, expects reciprocity from the ancestors. I don't necessarily anticipate reciprocity from humanity. 
I take that as an opportunity to see you clearly for who you are and, and, and who you are in the moment. And then I adjust my behavior. Then I adjust my behavior. Uh, I believe if Mary Angela was alive and she could elaborate on that, um, believe who people show you they are the first time and then adjust your behavior. Then adjust your behavior. Because once you have that awareness, you, you have to change your behavior then. You, you don't give them a second, the third, the fourth, the fifth time and, and then claim reciprocity and, and then claim, you know, you owe me. You didn't do. That don't even work in just duty court. You loan, you give the first time and they burnt you. What were you thinking the second time, the third time, the fourth time? Even just duty don't play around with that. You, you now have an expectation that you're choosing not to see. You now have an expectation of how people are going to act or respond, and you're choosing to keep exhibiting the same behavior, giving of yourself in the same way. Reexamine how you're giving. I'm available 24 hours a day. Just don't ask me for anything. That's how I have to be with certain people. Or, or I limit what you can ask me for. And so I'm going to listen to your voice. I'm going to hear the concern. I'm going to hear that you completely ignored, you know, my minute or so long voicemail and still decided that you were going to be different and, and leave a message that I was going to call you right back for and respond. I, you can't, Kiana, set yourself up in, in terms of reciprocity um, to feel hurt, to be surprised, to feel like, okay, you shortchanged me. You know, so give. I know it's taboo, but give only where you can. Only what you have. Only what you're willing to lose. Susie Orman would say, give only what you're willing to give away. Only what you're willing to lose. Only what you're willing to do without. So that that reciprocity, that give back thing has no has no fire, has no fuel, has nothing to support it. Um, I went way past my okay, I'm gonna take a minute and come back. So I'm gonna move forward unless you all have a question or a comment for me uh, at this stage in the in, in the show. I'm gonna move forward. I look forward to meeting with you, connecting with you uh, tomorrow at high noon, US Central Standard Time. I did have a doctor's appointment on Friday and that has been canceled. Uh, so I'm not going anywhere near the facility. Uh, so I'll be here all week. I, I look forward to sharing with you in all things spiritual, mystical, metaphysical, cosmic, evolutionary, revolutionary, healing, and holistic from a pan-African Hoodoo world spiritualist perspective. Understanding that all Tamara is. Diggs, uh, Bragg, Tamara Bragg, I'm sorry, because you're about to go. Tamara Bragg said that she posted a question, but I don't see it. Yeah, Tamara, um, I can get to it now, but I don't see it. I don't see your question. The last thing I see from you, beloved, is go eat, preach, and Ashay. Um, I don't see the question, Tamara. I see another Ashay. I don't see a posted question. Um, I, I see you throwing up the time. I, I would have to re reverse the show in the middle of the show to see the time. So I'm not seeing that. I'm not seeing it. 
So you need to type it I out. Know, I don't know. Top. I don't see it. Yeah. Um. We. You got two people looking for a question that we don't see. So you need you need to yeah, type it in. Fine. We'll do. It's we don't see your question. You need to retype it. We don't see your question. It's not here. Retype the question. Okay, now I see a question. Um, can we start paying for initiation now? You can. Um, occasionally, not a whole a lot, I'm asked about payment plans. The only thing about payment plans is people let too much time go. Things happen. Uh, you know, and then in the midst of, you know, the payment plan, they have questions, they have concerns. And, and so I'm already moving into the work. So I would rather that people would save and then support or support because you can, because you want to, um, and, and submit your donations. And then when you're ready, you're ready and we'll move forward. Um, I have people close to me on payment plan. Um, I have a, a TV producer director right now um, on a payment plan for for initiation. And it's been almost a year um, in, in the process. He does, in terms of reciprocity, gift me many other things. Um, so things are, are, are in balance. But um, you can offer offerings, you can offer donations. Um, Tamara Bragg, we still don't see the question. I see you asking about the question. I just need you to, to retype the question, beloved. Just just retype the question. Uh, but yeah, um, who would call system? You can send offerings, you can send um, Non-refundable offerings, non-refundable donations. I am a religious ministry. I do hold the LLC and all the, the, the religious con- uh, credentials. So this is not a retail exchange. You're not buying anything. You're not purchasing anything. You're giving a donation for my time, my energy, my effort, and, and ultimately some of the tools that I will be gifting you in the mail. Um, and, and, yeah, so I, I invited but keep track of it. Don't let it drag out um, and don't have uh, expectations of, of anything that you aren't prepared to receive. So if somebody's on a payment plan, but you can't ask me about the mystery before you, you finish your goal, you reach your, your payment. Uh, I, I'm just going to do it. It gets confusing. It gets crazy. Um, let's see. What is the difference between E5 and Voodoo? Um, there is no Voodoo without E5. There is no E5 without Voodoo. Uh, the language that there's some grand difference um, originates in, 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 a, in a relative reality and then in internet fallacy. The relative reality is there is no Voodoo without E5. There is no Ifa without Buddha, okay? Ifa, I-F-A, is specific to Yoruba people. Fa, F-A, Fa, is specific to West African ethnicity. Often we say Buddha tradition. So in the scope of things, Ifa is Buddha. Ifa is Buddha. We look at it as being more sophisticated, more wealthier, more popularized, you know, that kind of thing, but Ifa is, is, is Voodoo. It's just one particular branch of Voodoo, one particular branch 
of ethnicity. And many people, particularly African-Americans who are going for Ifa, who have a, a Risha romance, um, not even Yoruba at all, or, or have very limited amount of Yoruba, have much more of other ethnicities standing up in them. So there is no difference between Ifa and Voodoo. Um, Ifa, in terms of how it's demonstrated on this side of the ocean, Lukomi, Santeria, Cuba, Puerto Rico, uh, even the Americas to some degree, even um, Oyotunji Village um, has a very set lineage in which they are manifesting the voodoo, in which they are manifesting how to work with Thomas, how to divine shell, how to work with the deity. You know, that, that's going to be specific to lineage. So Ifa is one branch, and then Lakomi is a different lineage. Santeria is a different lineage. Oyotunji is a different and specific lineage. Um, and of course, Nago, people who go to um, Osopo, for instance, and initiate, you're now initiating into a specific path, a specific lineage. But beloved, it's all voodoo. If you're Christian, Islamic, Judaic, non-religious defining, it's all voodoo. Tamar, it's all voodoo. Um, you can initiate into voodoo-specific paths, like, for instance, Haitian voodoo. That is a specific path. Um, there are certain similarities, again, back to Yoruba that you could find in Haitian voodoo. But the thing I love about Haitian voodoo and, and more specifically Dominican voodoo, because remember, Dominican Republic and the Haitians share the same island. They just got different skin tones of color in some cases um, and, and, and cultural nuances that are different. You can't have Ifa without voodoo. Go back in my archives. I did a show with Oba Obatala from Ile Ife. Ile Ife is the sacred city of Ifa in Nigeria. Oba Obatala is the Oba or the chief, the king of Obatala to the U.S. So go back in, in my show. I did a show. You'll see him pretty black with his white crown on. You'll see him. You'll see the show. It's easy to, to, to pull out. And he said, there is no separation between voodoo and ifa. You have to have ifa to do voodoo. You have to have voodoo to do ifa. Now, we don't see odoo marks in Haitian voodoo. We don't see divining being done in the same way in Haitian voodoo. They have latched on to possession and spirit coming into the body and speaking through a human. And, you know, we can't always touch that can't always trust that. Uh, possession can be faith. Speaking in tongues and getting the Holy Ghost can be faith. Um, so that aspect of, of Ifa or the Fa did not manifest, crop up the same in Haiti, but it did in Louisiana. We, we have an equal mix of voodoo, excuse me, and um, Ifa and other traditions, including a con and Igbo in New Orleans, Mississippi Delta, Voodoo. So there is no difference. Um, if you go to someone like me who says they are a Voodoo priest, I'm going to first teach you Yoruba and the Fa. 
And in doing so, I'm going to use Yoruba language. I'm then going to use Ebe language. Depending on what your DNA results are, I'm, I might use Igbo language. I might use other ethnic groups. Fine. You know, it's another prominent ethnic group that birthed voodoo, but somehow we're not obsessed with fine. Fine ain't easy to speak. Fine is not easy to learn. Um, so, you know, that's where the confusion comes in. Um, separation, division, competition has created, you know, a, a really elusive uh, pattern map of what Ifa and voodoo are in the new world. And so we fight and we debate and we say, oh, no, it's done this way. Oh, no, Eshu is made that way. Oh, no, Eshu goes here. Eshu goes there. That's a direct result of pop culture, social media, Arisha and voodoo being brought to social media. And so now people think there's some great division. There's some great divide between the two. And and there really isn't, Tamara. There really isn't. I appreciate your question. I appreciate your love and your support. I appreciate your showing up out of the middle of your day, your life, your high eyes, your stay-at-home order to be here with, with me, with the Divine Prince, House of the Divine Prince, by folks in the Hoodoo Center. As always, I ask you to be different. Be yourself. Be neighborly. Even from a distance, be neighborly. Be hopeful. Be hopeful. Be hopeful. Be creative. Be calm. Be good. Be present. Be present. By phone, by video, by fact, be present. Stand on your stoop. Be present. Be present. Be still if necessary. Be still, Kim. Be quiet. And just listen. Be well. Be safe. Be happy. Be patient. Be prayerful. Be mindful. Be conscious. In this most present moment in time space, be aware. Be aware. Be loved. Be careful. Be proactive. Be available. Even from a distance, be available. Be strong. Be peace. Be loved. Stay home. Stay safe. But stay home. All this blessing. I love each and every one of you. Thank you, Mom, for being in my life, for being my life, for participating in my show. Some of you say I'm shady, but I ask the question all the time. You online perpetrating witchcraft. You online perpetrating Ianifa, Baba Lao. You online perpetrating voodoo practitioner. Buddha practitioner, how much does your mama know you to be a witch? How much does your daddy know you to be a witch? How much does your grandmama know you to be a, a voodoo practitioner? And how long have you been standing up and representing that? So I love when my mama comes through and confirms who I am by her presence, who stands up, you know. And she's still an evangelical Christian, and I love that. Our religions don't conflict, they don't clash, we don't argue, we don't debate. We can talk about the Bible, we can talk about voodoo, and it's all good with me and my mama. She doesn't feel threatened because she knows her position. I don't feel threatened because I know my position. Um, And so we stand on the shoulders of ancestors. We stand on the shoulders of mighty ancestors. 
And so with that, I'm going to offer you Congo Square. Congo Square, Congo Square. I do have permission on the rights <laughs> to play Congo Square, so there should be no problem with uh, YouTube Live uh, and my airing of Congo Square. All is a blessing. For those of you who are new, who haven't heard, who haven't listened, Congo Square is storytelling. It's Griot, Kalam, um, oh, wow, his name. Oh, Salam. Um, oh, wow, I can see his face in my mind. I can see his face in my mind, and I can't think of his name. That's a terrible thing as I get ready to play his music. Um, it'll come back to me, y'all. It'll come back to me. Powerful griot, uh, poet, spoken word artist, uh, Kalamu Yasalam. Kalamu Yasalam is his name. Forgive me, beloved. Kalamu Yasalam wrote, produced, did the spoken word for Congo Square. And of course, you can hear us in Congo Square drumming and and playing the uh, the rhythms behind this very powerful historic piece. It tells the history of Congo Square. It tells why we're here. It tells who we are. So I offer you now, as I move forward, Congo Square, all of the blessings. Congo Square. The almost Indians. The Omus Indians prepared this place for us centuries before our arrival. A sacred spot where corn festivals were celebrated. The Omus Indians prepared this place for us. Yes, centuries before our arrival. Pingo Square, a sacred spot where corn festivals were celebrated. And as the colonizers came, our host, the Omus Indians, they pushed aside our host. The colonizers came and pushed aside our host and introduced us in chains. And by the late 1700s, we Somehow, recognizing the sacredness of Le Place de Congo, we somehow, and the how of our somehow persuasive methodologies is not clear at this moment. The how is not clear. How our persuasive methodologies worked is not clear at this moment. But nevertheless, even as slaves, we crafted and created a space where we could be free to be we. And thusly, thusly we countered the sacrilegiousness of the French, giving great homage to our ancestors as well as giving praise and thanks to our red-blooded brothers and sisters. This is an oral libation toast to Congo Square, to Native Americans, to our ancestors who made a circle out of a square and gave us a way to stay ourselves, save ourselves from the transformatory ugliness of America, which refuses to recognize the spirituality of life. 
which refuses to recognize the spirituality of life and celebrates death with crosses and crosses, double and triple crosses, the middle passage, the first cross, Christianity, the double cross, and capitalism, the ultimate triple coup de grace cross of our captivity. But the terror of crosses notwithstanding, we sang, we beat, we be, we was and is. Hail Congo Square. Congo, Congo Square. Our African gods have not been obliterated. They have merely retreated inside the beat of us. Inside the beat of us, our African gods have not been obliterated. They have merely retreated, retreated inside the beat of us until we are ready to release them into a world that we recreate, a world harrowed by the beat. Be, beat, being, beating, being of black heart drums. Heart beat, heart beat, heart beat at this place, at this place, beat, heart beat, beat, we beating place in new world space, beating, being in place in new world, preserving our ancient pace, our dance is the God walk, our music the God talk. First thing we do, let's get together, circle ourselves into community. No beginning, no end, connected together and singing, ringing, singing in a ring. Second, let's be original, aboriginal. Be what we were before we became what we are. Be bambula dance. Be banza music. And sing song words which have no English translation. Third, let us remember. Let us remember never to forget even when we can't remember the specifics, we must retain the essentials. Let us remember never to forget. Even when we can't remember the specifics, we must retain the essentials. The bounce, the blood, flow, the feel, the spirit, grow, energy must retain and pass on the essential us-ness that others want to dissipate with out of us. Whoa. But no matter, no matter how much of us they prohibit, no matter how much of us they prohibit, deep inside us is us. Deep inside us is us. Remains us inside and needs only the beat to set us free. The beat to free us. It is morning. 
a sun day. A feel. A feel. Without shade. But dark. Dark with the people black of us in various, various, various shades. Eclipsing the sun with our elegance. We are centuries later now, and still this sacred ground calls us to remember, to be, to be. We are centuries later now, and still this sacred ground calls us to remember. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.